New car availability, still emphatically crap, most likely across 2022. Insiders say 2023 will likely be the recovery year for supply. So here are my top six tips for buying a new car effectively in 2022. In this report, state of play for the market based on expert insider observations and six core strategies which are actionable today by you to smooth this process out, at least to the extent it is amenable to smoothing. There's a new dealership scam to avoid as well right at the end. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. For buyers, here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can click the card that's, uh, well, not every time, but more dependably than the supply of new cars, that's for sure. Up there now, dude. Once a month, on about the 4th, okay, one of Shitsville's most reprehensible anti-consumer lobby groups, the Federal Chamber of Automotive Industries, Toyota's fluffer, basically. It shuffles into the third cubicle on the right and performs its one remaining useful ablution. It poops out the monthly new car sales figures for the month immediately preceding, together with a narcolepsy-inducing press release complete with quotes from its lead singer, T-Dub, Tony Webber. I do love T-Dub in a perverse, platonic way. Automotive manufacturers, like all those in the global manufacturing sector, are dealing with a microprocessor shortage which is leading to longer wait times to get products to market. Australians are continuing to purchase vehicles and car makers are working to deliver products to our shores. T-Dub there, like, it's just poetry, isn't it? In fact, T-Dub's prose makes Shakespeare sound like the ramblings of a demented wino in my humble opinion. Although, he did forget tirelessly in that one. Are working tirelessly to deliver vehicles to our shores. I don't want people to think T-Dub is losing his touch, heaven forbid. The market sucked in October, essentially, despite the tirelessness and every fibre of every being, etc., being devoted to you know, this and that. Non-suckiness, essentially. It was down 8% in October compared with September. Quite a big suck, therefore, sort of golf ball through garden hose, essentially. This decrease represents the impact of ongoing microprocessor shortages on international supply chains, but the supply of vehicles to Australia is expected to stabilise in 2022. Stabilise. That would be one of those quasi-reassuring spin words, wouldn't it? Don't worry, things will stabilise. Certainly true in the case of the Titanic and, of course, Chernobyl, and now the car industry. In this case, stabilise, meaning remain emphatically shit, locked in this trough, meaning you go to the dealership and the best they can do is guess, okay? Like three to four months, which could easily become five or six, which eight months down the track, might involve you striding indignantly into the dealership and 
somewhat intolerantly demanding your money back. As they say in the classics, FFS. Like, today, Toyota cannot even sell you a flagship 300 series Land Cruiser or a Hilux and a RAV4 hybrid, like Jesus. It remains a profoundly hypothetical concept. Right there. End of the rainbow. With the pot of frigging gold, presumably. You can, of course, put down a deposit. That's an absolute truth. But they can't tell you when those kinds of vehicles will be built. And if they do, they're simply bullshitting you. All other car makers are mired in this particular turd mine of non-production also. And I just use Toyota because, hey, market leader up there. Easy to shoot. Two weeks ago, I was at the new Kia Sportage launch. I spent five hours driving all of the powertrains and different specs, high spec, low spec, like that. That's an extremely impressive SUV, especially the friggin' GT line, which is the one to get, I'd have to say. And the diesel, like, better than Euro, I'd suggest, in a great many ways. And a real win for Kia Australia. Only... I'm not sitting here exactly busting my hump to produce the review, and this is mainly because the first batch of those vehicles was just pre-sold and the new ones are on the way sometime. At the conclusion of the Sportage Drive event, I caught up briefly with Damien Meredith, who's the Chief Operating Officer of Kia Australia. Just two Chief Operating Officers, one from the Fat Cave and one from Kia having a brief COO tete-a-tete. Mr. Meredith is actually one of the industry's great straight shooters, in my view, and occasionally this gets him into trouble because it is a bullshitter-dense sort of club, and not being a bullshitter makes it hard to get membership, actually. For example, this trouble he gets into includes whenever journalists ask him about Kia's worst-kept secret for Australia, which would be the upcoming Hilux competitor dual-cab 4x4 ute. Head office hates it when he opens his gob on that, for example. So we didn't talk about that this time. Instead, I asked him about the shortages, especially in light of T-Dub's seemingly reassuring assertions of new car market stabilisation in 2022. And he said that, He thought that was accurate, but that stabilising at the lowest point in the trough wasn't really that much of a win commercially. I'm paraphrasing. Not exactly something to look forward to in the context of happy new friggin' year. Anyway, he also told me he didn't see any recovery of this novel inversion of supply and demand until 2023. So that's kind of where we are. Mr. Meredith added that uh, this issue, the car industry with its head in a vice over microprocessors, I'm still paraphrasing, is the subject of daily crisis talks at head office and the likely countermeasures to these COVID-highlighted supply chain vulnerabilities for the car industry are going to be, A, moving significant component manufacturing in-house as opposed to from third-party suppliers, and B, sourcing other critical components from multiple suppliers instead of locking into and relying on just one supplier. And obviously, these are significant moves on the chessboard of vehicle production, You can't just kind of wave Harry Potter's wand and make it so overnight, inconveniently. 
and here we are for the next 12 months. So if you are planning on upgrading to a new car over the next 12 months, here are the top six things you need to do in 2022 to avoid the new car acquisition process sucking out your soul and leaving you a withered husk, one camel's back-breaking straw away from a full-tilt homicidal vendetta, metaphorically. And I sincerely hope it does not come to that. First up, and perhaps most simply, just plan and execute the purchase earlier. Extend your lead time in line with the delays. So if you want to upgrade by tax time 2022 for those tax benefits, start now and order before Christmas. Six-month lead times are common in our market at the moment, so you really only have a few weeks to research and commit if you want those tax time benefits. We typically get a flood of tax time inquiries on about 10th of June or something, if you do that in 2022, you will be sincerely disappointed. There are two kinds of new car acquisitions, of course, the planned kind and the <sighs> just got rear-ended by a texting dickhead and now the insurance has written off my car kind. Which leads me to tip number two, be more flexible. See, Historically, I advise people to drill right down into make, model, powertrain and spec and then decide on the car that is most specifically right for them. Like, there's no perfect car for anyone, okay? But buy the car with the most features and attributes that you will love and the least of those things that you are guaranteed to detest from a manufacturer, preferably, who is disinclined to throw you under the bus at the very first hint of trouble. But these are hardly normal times, are they? So I'd start from a pool of ethical manufacturers in no particular order. Subaru, Kia, Hyundai, Mazda, Toyota, Mitsubishi, BMW, Lexus. And then I'd jump into the segment that I wanted, say mid-sized SUV. And then I would walk away with a short list of three to five vehicles which I would be prepared to own. And here, the more flexible you can be on spec and colour and powertrain, the easier it's going to be to fit you into a decent car sooner. It might not be absolutely the one you want, but hey, you might want top spec, silver, forester, petrol, all foresters and foresters are petrol. It's going to be from the summit of your wish list, that particular car, but hey, a mid-spec white Sportage diesel or something might be available three or four months sooner, and that might make all the difference. And I'd suggest both of these vehicles are likely to do the job admirably for a great many buyers, so remain flexible if you possibly can. Tip number three, investigate lead time as an intrinsic part of the research process. Do not just stroll into some dealership with that target on the back of your hat and just get shot in the head by some rabid sales dude. Like, this happens all the time. Showroom floors are metaphorically killing houses and this is an ambush. You stand on the X, you get shot in the head, metaphorically, because that's how ambushes work. Next thing you know, it's later that evening and you are sitting at the table scratching your head, wondering why you actually signed that contract and gave the guy two grand. Like, you only went there to browse and the rest is all a blur. 
In addition to the look, the feel, the features, the test drive, investigate the lead time, like the delivery time frame, as part of the research phase of your new car acquisition process. Do it before you sign anything and certainly before you swipe your card and pay that deposit that signifies your commitment. There's a scam coming up here that you need to be wary of too. It's right at the end of this report and we are getting there, I promise. What I'm saying now is that availability, like lead time, delivery time frame, it needs to be a core aspect of your purchasing decision for at least the next 12 months. Tip number four, can they actually allocate a production date to your proposed purchase? Like, say you want a Hyundai i30 and DCT or something, like nice, speedy, hot hatch. Can they actually look on a screen in the dealership connected back to the friggin' mothership and actually tell you when your specific car is gonna be built? If they can, great. That is a concrete data point, and it makes that acquisition much, much closer. It means that the production of your car is actually planned, and if it's planned, that vehicle can be allocated to you. Best result ever, they put a VIN code on your contract, and that would be your specific car. It's not just a pipe dream, it's in the works, right? Worst case, they just guess, like, Four to six months, dude. They hope you buy this response and are prepared to wait thereafter for some non-specific period. So ask them specifically, is the production allocated? Tip number five, and we are nearly there. Scam in just a sec. Put up only a small deposit, right? Because this is a financial risk for you and the market is uncertain. I get that the deposit tells the dealer that you're serious about buying the car, so fair enough, you have to pay one, but it doesn't have to be a big, fat, huge deposit. The golden rules pertain, don't they? You're in the dealership and you've got the gold, therefore, you get to make the rules. Do not put up more than about a thousand bucks to secure any mainstream car. Line in the sand, right? The market's uncertain. You don't know if they can actually supply. You're only prepared to risk a thousand bucks on this. And if they're not happy with that and they want to argue the toss, just tell them that, okay, you'll go down the road and do business with the next dealer and see how they feel about that. Typically, they hate that as a proposition. So, if the claimed three months wait then turns into six, turns into eight, turns into, well, okay, we don't really know and we didn't at the outset, but hmm, then you want the least amount of financial risk on the table as possible, don't you? You can even put some additional clause in the contract if you want concerning a hard limit on the delivery time frame. Like something like if the vehicle is not delivered by specified date, then this contract is terminated and the deposit is to be refunded to the purchaser in full within seven days, kind of thing. You're allowed to amend the contract in your favour, okay? Bear in mind that there are also pretty spooky things, like unprecedented things that can happen during these extensive lead time sort of waiting periods midlife model upgrades can take place and the price may rise and the currency can move. The dealer might not even be in a position to tell you the price of the vehicle when you commit to buying it, which is a pretty perverse way to buy any new car in the context of recent history. 
I had this happen the other day too, okay? A dude signs a contract, pays a deposit on a dual cab 4x4, a manual, a mid-spec, okay? Three months, turns into six, turns into nine or something, and the production is still not allocated, right? Like stalled on the grid. And then the parent car maker decides to discontinue making that spec in a manual, inconveniently. So the dealer rings the dude after eight months of waiting or something and says, can't sell you that car anymore. Sorry, the auto is available, of course, and that's going to be two and a half grand more. Do you want that instead? Dude's not happy, understandably, after all that time. But to be fair, it's hardly the dealer's fault either. Number six, last tip, and finally, this concerns the new scam. Now, I'm always telling people to realise that it is potentially, look up on the clock on the wall, it's bullshit o'clock every time on the showroom floor, at least potentially. In these places, they are inclined to say anything, any combination of convenient truth to outright falsehood just to get you across the line. They want a signature and a deposit. You might be there to browse. They want that signature and that deposit. And when I say want, I'm talking crack addict jonesing for the next hit kind of want. You should never divulge mission critical intelligence to a car salesman. Nothing that can be leveraged against you in the moment. Never. It's like handing over the gun and arming the firing pin. You know, butt first. Here you go, dude. Shoot me. Don't make small talk would be my advice and certainly don't answer questions. You are not trying to be friends. You're not looking to go out for beers later. So here's an example. If you explain in passing how damned unhelpful the last dealer was, telling you that he could not get you that RAV4 hybrid of your wet dreams inside of six months at the earliest, and that's pathetic. Well, you've just handed him... <laughs> A big fat gift, haven't you? On the basis of this intelligence about you, which you have just leaked for free, what's to stop the guy in front of you now capitalising on this and telling you that he can get it for you in three months? Dead easy, like a four at the outset. He knows a guy in procurement who knows a guy at head office who can pull strings all the way back to Aichi if necessary because you seem like such a nice bloke and he really wants to be your best mate until you sign the contract, and then, of course, you're going to be dead to him like every other customer. If this is the major sticking point for you, like this waiting period, you want it now, hey, it's the 21st century, you want everything now, if not yesterday, and if you are blind to the real underlying disposition of the assets on the chessboard of this particular battle, then this is a dead powerful inducement for you to sign and pay now, isn't it? Like he can get it for you sooner. He's therefore solving your principal problem. Awesome. Unfortunately, in the domain of awesome or not, this is also a barefaced lie. And I see this happen all the time. I get the aftermath emails every week, okay? Several weeks later, there is this inevitable phone call. Bad news, dude. There's actually going to be a delay on your RAV4 hybrid. Sorry about that, but fear not, we're on it. <laughs> the reality is both dealerships that you spoke to were operating under exactly the same delivery constraints. 
they request, in this case, vehicles from Toyota Australia. And Toyota Schittsville, it's really just a vending machine for the factory, right? They have absolutely no influence on the factory's ability to produce, and nor does any dealer. Neither entity is in any position to make special lead time type concessions for you, no matter how nice a dude you are. Obviously, Toyota's just an example here. These dynamics between dealerships and importers and the factory, they operate across all brands currently. They've all got their head in the microprocessor shortage vice. And it really is just that this spooky inversion of supply and demand playing out right now has spawned a brand new dealership showroom floor lie, okay? It's a breeding ground and the hybrid has just mutated to the new environment. The we can get that car substantially quicker for you, no worries, lie. Different lie, same time on the wall. Still bullshit o'clock. I hope this helps, and certainly not the news I was hoping for in 2022, but I guess the facts are so often inconvenient, and all we've got to do is deal with them. <laughs>